welcome. You are listening to the Leading Hope Podcast. My name is VJ Williams, joined by my friend and pastor, Kevin Jack. Thank you for joining us, taking time out of your day to become a better leader. If you're new, we release a new episode every Wednesday. If you hit that subscribe button, you'll get that delivered straight to the platform of your choice and join us every Wednesday and never miss an episode. Also share it with a friend on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube where the videos are. And or just rate, a follower. It doesn't follower. have to be a friend. Yeah, like, you just, don't even have to like them. Yeah, no, but you got to love them. But hey, uh, also please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, a few extra minutes will help get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you. And uh, visit leadinghope.online to get updates and find out more about the Leading Hope community. Kevin, we are wrapping up wrapping it the up. imposter syndrome series today. Uh, man, I'm excited about this one. I can tell you that right now. I read the title uh, and I am pumped about the content that you're about to deliver. So take it away. Episode yeah. 104. So we're in imposter syndrome week four for the final time. The introduction that imposter syndrome is the sense that you feel like a fraud as a leader. You're unqualified, ill-equipped for the position that you're in, and it will become a self-fulfilling prophecy. The mere fact that you feel that way will enter your ego into the equation. You'll be aggressive when you need to be bold. You'll be closed off when you should be open and you will push, pursue certainty instead of clarity. So what we have been walking through is we've been walking through the three aspects that build your leadership identity. So if I could talk about it clearly like this, okay, as you build your identity as a leader, you will not feel like an imposter because you will be secure in your identity as a leader. You may not be secure in the direction you're supposed to head, the behaviors that will get there, the strategy that you've adopted, but you will go, yes, I know I'm a leader. And so we have already walked through um, character and how it builds our identity as a leader. We've talked through competency and how it builds your identity as a leader. And today I wanna to talk about the most important one. I wanna talk about calling. Because a sense of calling will build your identity as a leader maybe more than absolutely anything else. So I want to start with a definition. And that is calling is the undeniable connection between human activity and divine purpose. Wow. So if I can make it really, really simple, calling is the sense that you have of I'm supposed to be here. I'm doing the thing that I was meant to do. I'm in the place that I was meant to be in. It may not be forever, but at least right now, I am doing the thing, a part of the group with the people that I am supposed to be with. Uh, calling is the thing that keeps you from being paralyzed by all the possibilities in the future. And so people are like, I have a job. Okay. It's a first job. Yeah. Good. I don't know how long I'm supposed to be here. And instead of actually like working at the job that they're at, they spend all their time focusing on all the jobs they could be having and where they're going to be 10 years from now. And they go, you're never going to advance. You're never going to grow, progress because you're paralyzed by the possibility that you're going to be somewhere else. And so calling is incredibly important. It's the sense like I'm here for a season, may not be forever, but I can at least stay here for this season while I know I'm supposed to be here. And so to me, this is the most important aspect of the three, because what will happen is when you have a sense of calling, it will raise your character automatically. 
when I have a sense of I'm doing the thing that God wants me to do, that he has for me, the task that he has placed on my life for this season, you're going to want to become better as a person. You're going to want to increase your goodness in terms of who you are because it will automatically increase your character. You're going to want to become better in your ability as a leader because you know this matters, because you know this is important. This has significance simply beyond your days. And so you're going to want to increase your competency. And so go like you can be a high character leader and not be super competent. I think you'll grow competency over time, but it can sometimes lag behind. You can be super competent and be low character. <laughs> like yeah. you can be high competency, no calling, no character, and that could actually be disastrous. But I believe that if you are high calling, if you cultivate this understanding of calling, if you stay connected to your calling, your character and your competency will automatically follow in line, which is the most important thing. You go, I'm called here. I don't need to worry about being an imposter. I'm going to grow in the skills that I need. I'm going to become the kind of person that I reproduce goodness and not the other toxic traits that were at one point in time in me. So I want to go through two things real quickly here, V. Yeah. Is I want to go through false sources of calling Ooh. and then what are the two primary sources of calling and yeah. one matters most. Okay. So first, the false sources of calling. A false source of calling is your ability. Ability is not a adequate source of calling. Just because you're good at it doesn't mean you should be doing it. Mm. And, and so often people have found that, uh, I, I think the best example of this is sports. Just because I'm good at a sport doesn't mean I have to give my life to it. Yeah. And there's just like this sense of like, yeah, you don't have to do what you're good at. Yes, your your quality, your competency can be a sign of where you're being called, but ability alone is a false source of calling. And what will happen is so often is we'll have an ability in an area and then everyone will tell us how good and great we are and how incredible we are. And then we feel like we have to pursue it, which leads us to the second source, others. The voice and opinion of others is a false source of calling. Just because others say you should do it doesn't mean you should give your life to it. You have to decide that for yourself. And I think the most like important thing that we need to touch on is your family. Yeah. Especially if you're younger, your parents, just because your parents say this is the direction that your life should head doesn't mean it's the direction that your life should head. Now, could I could I temper that for just a second and say you should take their wisdom yeah. and their feedback and like the acknowledgement of to say like, hey, this pursuit uh, won't pay any bills. You should take that in mind. Like we just acknowledge that like you should be aware of that. Right. But we do see people who are marching down a path towards a degree, a degree and a life that they don't want to be a part of just because their parents set them up for that. Yeah. And I don't want that for you. I, I want you to be wise. I want you to be open to feedback. But I also want you to have the clarity that just because someone else said that you're good at something doesn't mean that has to be the rest of your life. So others are a false source of calling. Uh, another one, if we could just touch on this for a second, is uh, you're there. <laughs> a false source of calling is... This is where I am. Just because you're there doesn't mean you're supposed to be there forever. Now, I don't want you to be paralyzed by the future. I don't want you to spend all your time imagining, what if I'm here? What if I'm there? Like, man, you're not going to be able to do good at your job if you're spending all your time watching the travel channel, imagining all the places <laughs> you could be in your entire life. Like, you're not going to be able to commit to where you are in the moment. 
but just because you're there doesn't mean it's where you're meant to be. Um, I have met many people who over-spiritualize their present circumstances. And I believe, yes, you should work diligently where you are. Just, but just because you're there doesn't mean you're there forever. So this is what I believe, that calling will only be sustained by two sources, okay? And the first one doesn't matter nearly as much as the second, and the first one could actually be disastrous. But calling, the sense of calling still only gets sustained by two sources because your ability will eventually run out. The impact of others will eventually no longer fuel you. So here's what your calling gets sustained by. First off, your confidence. <laughs> you go, say what? Yeah, your confidence. I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but this actually becomes the central issue of imposter syndrome is your confidence in your ability and your sense of that I'm meant to be here. Your calling as a leader begins to run out. People who never feel like an imposter usually have arrogance, which has the same impact as imposter syndrome. Um, we, we may need to pause and talk about this. I'll see where you think. Yeah. Let, let me know if I'm not communicating this clearly, okay? All right. So the danger of imposter syndrome is all of a sudden your ego gets thrown into the mix. You're not able to lead in the direction that you're meant to because you're constantly trying to validate yourself as a leader. Yep. Okay? So when we're talking about calling, this sense of I am where I'm meant to be, one of the things that can fill that gap of calling is just sheer arrogance. Right. Of course I'm meant to be here. I'm the best. <laughs> you may not say it like that, <laughs> yeah. but that's what you think. Of course I'm meant to be here. Who else would be here? Who else would be in my position? Or maybe more practically, they can't do this without me. Yeah. They can't go on without me. And so now this idea of calling is now being filled by a sense of arrogance, a sense of untempered confidence, which has the same impact as imposter syndrome. Yeah. Because now your team has to navigate your ego. Right. Now they have, you're not, you're not open, you're closed off. You're forceful when you're just meant to be bold. Yeah. That yep, makes sense? Absolutely. Okay, good, yeah. good, good. Yep. Okay, so calling can be sustained by unfiltered confidence, which we define as arrogance, but that's not a healthy thing. And so the really only true source of calling, because your ability isn't a great source, the voice of others isn't a great source, over-spiritualizing the moment and just going, I'm here isn't a great source, and just your confidence. Why are you a leader? Because I know I'm great. <laughs> no, it's a terrible source because it's the same as this entire sense of imposter syndrome. So the best source of calling is your faith. <laughs> Your faith, yeah. your belief that this is the task that God has given me in this season. Yeah. This is the true source of your calling. And this is, at the exact same time, the ultimate weapon against imposter syndrome. Because confidence, in, you're able to have confidence in the moment, even as your competency is being developed. I'm not great at this yet, but I'm going to get better because this is where I'm meant to be. You will push yourself into the greatest source of your character, which is a relationship with Jesus. And you'll live your best as a leader because it's not about you. It's about what God is doing. And so it comes in this incredible idea to go, I feel like a fraud. I feel like an imposter. But if I know I'm called... If I know that this is the intersection between divine activity and human purpose, and God has placed me at this intersection for a reason, I'm going to develop my competency. I'm going to develop my character, and it's not going to be about me. And so my team doesn't have to worry about my ego coming into the process because the purpose is not my own. The purpose is what God is doing in this moment. Yeah. And so you go, I feel like an imposter. 
Are you called? <laughs> like, are you called? Right. Like, have you developed that understanding? Have you sought God out in this? Because if you're called, it doesn't really matter if you feel like an imposter. Nope. This is where you're meant to be, and so you develop where you need to. And so I just want to like, man, this is the most important thing. I don't know how long we'll go on this yeah. because that is pretty much the source of the content. Is just say this. For everyone who feels like an imposter, the reality is you need to build your identity. You need to build your security as a leader and who you are. Not your certainty, your security. And the best source of that, the one that is the lead indicator that the others will follow is I'm called, and so I'll figure the rest out. Uh, man, there are so many avenues to go down here. Um, there are so many. So many. There, there are so many different paths. There's so many doors to unlock, yeah. close to open, but they all lead to the same place. Yeah. Which is calling. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and if, if you've got a handle on that, everything else will make sense. Yeah. It just will. It may not right away. Absolutely. But it does reveal itself over time, as yep. long as you believe that. I want to talk about right right at the beginning, and we've got some time here, actually. We've got a okay. good uh, six, seven minutes here to discuss this stuff. So um, one of the things you said right away, you talked about people that they get their first job, uh, and, and they get their first job, and, and you know maybe it's out of high school, maybe it's out of college, uh, and they're only concentrating on what's next. Yep. And oh, I man. think it's such a uh, – it, 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 when you enter calling into that um, – Maybe God placed you there for a reason, yeah. right? So that you could learn some things before he does move you on. So don't skip over yeah. the knowledge that he's trying to instill in you in that moment. That's part of recognizing calling. Would you yeah. Would you agree? Oh, it's so. And what they're ultimately trying to do is they want to do something that they feel is as significant as their ability. Yeah. So we could say it like that, like, what am I doing here? I've got greater skills than this. I've got more ability than that. And they're neglecting the significance that is meant to be born in the moment that they're in. Yeah. And to go like, if the significant moment, we could talk about this forever. I know. If the significant moment is always the next job, the next relationship, once you're married, once you have kids, once you're this, once you're at this position, you will never see the meaning of the life that you have in the moment. You will always be pursuing something that is elusive. Right. And you'll never develop the skills that you need to right now. Yeah. Here's uh, here's one for you. Um, Go. I, I, I look back now on my life and all the jobs that I had prior to being here. Mm -hmm. And I see how God was working on me. Yep. I wish I would have known that I wish I would have had a understanding it was calling way before it was calling. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to say. Yes. It's calling before it's calling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it is already, you're being called. You just need to recognize it quicker. I can, I can track the skills that I developed leading a dodgeball ministry yep. when I was a sophomore in high school yep. to how it transforms my leadership today and yep. how that built a foundation for what I do now. Yep. Because I had to learn at 16 how to lead people four times my, four times math, it's bad. Yeah. Four times my age. Yeah. Yeah. I could say that four times yeah. my age, yeah. I had to learn at 16. And it, like sometimes I'll get in rooms with other leaders and there I go, yeah, I'm like, I'm 34, I'm 35, I'm leading people who are twice as old as me. I don't think they trust me. And to go, I dealt with that a long time ago. Right. I, I'm not saying that's not a struggle. I don't mean to belittle that, but sure. to go like, man, God had me in that moment developing that skill set for a reason so that when I'm here today, I don't have to be concerned about that. Yeah. I can be confident. I don't feel like an imposter. Yeah. Take the experiences from these things and learn from it, yeah. man, and move forward. So, uh, so your phrase in there. 
is it's calling before you realize it's calling is so important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so here's, and then I want to shift over to this piece here because the confidence is so key here. Yeah. Um, and, and I was just thinking, I was listening to you as you were speaking uh, this over everybody, and in the fact that it confidence, human, it, it, human confidence, human confidence will run out. Yeah. But confidence, knowing that God is moving through you, never yeah. does. Yep. Uh, or we could say it like this, uh, needs to be cultivated. Yeah. Like your confidence that God is moving through you will never run out if you don't if you don't become closed off to it. Yeah, does exactly. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, of course. Like that is a that is an open flow that will always fill you. Yeah. As long as you don't start relying on yourself. I know that's what you were saying. Yeah, I just, and I, well, that's what I said. I'm not creating. My confidence is coming from uh, not my ability. Yep. It's not. It's my calling. Yep. That's the confidence that's moving through. And I think uh, once you grasp that. Uh, you can really lead well yep. um, because it's not you who's ultimately uh, you're making decisions you're doing the things you're supposed to do but uh, your confidence is in a God who wants to partner with you absolutely and that's a powerful note and then the other thing you said uh, your God-given ability what you deeply care about in God's purpose well let's talk about that yeah, I didn't get that okay so so there, I, I wanted to leave this like left open at the end because I know the question everyone has is like, so how do I identify calling? <laughs> how do I know what my calling is? And could I just start here and just say, it's complicated. <laughs> like it's complicated. Yeah, Calling is not the easiest thing in the world. And some people go through their entire lives and, and where you're supposed to be in a season will shift. Like it'll change. And like navigating that becomes difficult. I could talk like at length to go some of my most difficult moments in my life in which my pursuit and purpose didn't change, but my assignment in that moment did. And that was hard navigating that. Okay. So we cannot, and everyone has 20 minutes to get, learn to become a better leader, yeah. but we cannot adequately talk about developing calling in 20 minutes. Right. We couldn't, we could spend all of the future episodes and you still might go, I'm not sure. And so let me just give you a couple specifics that have to be there. And the reason why it's so complicated is because you need faith. You need a relationship with God. Yeah. We can't give you like, God is not a formula. It's not like well, right. one, two, three, boom, calling, let's go. <laughs> no, no. As your relationship is strengthened and developed, calling becomes more clear. That's the natural byproduct of it. But I will say this to give you just at least a roadmap for it. Calling stands at the intersection between your God-given ability, what you deeply care about, and God's purpose for the world. Yeah. Okay? So where those things all cross and meet, my ability, what I deeply care about, and his purpose for the world is where your calling is going to be. And so if you go, I don't know where to start, I would literally get out like a Venn diagram, draw three circles, and write, this is what I'm, this is what I'm good at. Like, this is the thing that God gifted me that I've always naturally been good at. These are the things that I care about. These are the problems that I want to solve. This is how I want to create a, a better future. And then this is what Scripture says God wants. Like, this is what Scripture is going through is God's desire. And as you look through those, and you start imagining, okay, where are these coming together? That is where you begin to discover calling. But you need a relationship with Jesus to do that. Uh, that and that's where I'm going to have ask, Go. ask the last question here. Um, for the person who's listening today as a business leader, um, uh, maybe they're leading a, a team, maybe they're just trying to figure out how to lead for the very first time. Yeah. Uh, 
where 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 will you uh here's your opportunity to talk to them right now and tell them this is how you discover calling yeah where, i mean obviously we offer uh lots of that here at be hope church mm-hmm. um on the weekends but just Here's here's the talk to them. So uh, the the ridiculous part of me would say come to church on the weekend, <laughs> okay? And I think you need to. I think you need to get involved in church in order to cultivate that relationship with Jesus. We have a personal relationship with Jesus, but Amen. not a private relationship with Jesus. Amen. And it's meant to be, it's through community that we know God better. But here's the beauty of a relationship with God is you don't have to wait. Yeah. Until the weekend to develop a relationship with God. Amen. And so the the strange thing about Jesus is that people come to him a thousand different ways. And some of it can be born out of crisis. Some of it can be born out of, hey, I've actually achieved everything in life, and yet I found it empty, and I believe that there's something more. Some of it can come out of a fear of the future, and I need to know that there's a God who's protecting me and providing for me. And there is. There's a God who cares for you. And yet the intersection and pathway we find ourselves in this moment is to go, I want to know the purpose and meaning of my life. I want to know why I'm here and what I'm meant to do. And that begins with a relationship with Jesus. So in Romans 10, 9, it says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, that you will be be saved. saved. You'll have a relationship with him. He'll prepare a place for you. Now, there's some next steps you need to take within that, but it all starts with this simple decision that says, I need God. I need Jesus in my life. So this is what we're going to do right now. We're going to pray a prayer together. You may be driving in your car. That's perfectly fine. Don't ignore. If people are next to you, ignore them. Don't worry about it. And I'm going to say a couple words, and I'm going to invite you to repeat after me. And wherever you are, coffee shop, home, listening online, driving down on a commute, I believe that your eternity can be transformed and you can take the first step towards calling by starting a relationship with Jesus. So I invite you to repeat after me. VJ is going to pray this with you. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. That Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ. Is the savior of the world. Is the savior of the world. That he gave his life. That he gave his life. To forgive my sins. To forgive my sins. I receive your grace. I receive your grace. By faith. By faith. Come into my life. Come into my life. I will follow you. I will follow you. Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody. This is what we celebrate. Amen. Hey, we want to know how incredibly excited we are for you. We believe this is the most important step you could take, not just in your leadership, but in your eternity, in your character, and who you become. We want to help you become a person of faith and what that looks like, because your identity is not just in who you are as a leader. Your identity is in who you are as a follower of Christ, as God's child. So we invite you right now. If you just take a second, when you log off, if you're listening on your phone, you'll need to wait one minute. Okay, so text the word lot to 77222. Say it again. Text the word ALIVE, A-L-I-V-E, to the number 77222. We have a 21-day plan. We want to get into your hands to help you get started on the right foot and get involved in a church community. Man, if you live near one of our campuses, Beaver Creek, Ironton, come to Be Hope Church. If you have the internet, which my guess is you do, start at behope.church. We have services every weekend that watch online and online community that you can can get involved in. We're so excited for you. We want your best as a leader, and we believe that your best as a leader and in your life is in the life that God has for you. That's it. There's nothing else to say. There's nothing else. Everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader, make it count, but here's what you need to know. You're loved. God's going to change your life. If you made a decision today, we're so grateful for you. Have a great day. 